0: all right welcome everyone to ashes pathfinders episode 80 today i might be making a small jab or a little bit of a notice towards all the silent watchers out there in the community that's all the people that remain silent just kind of lurk and watch and see what's going on i was definitely one of those early on in the game's development but i want to welcome back all of my guests welcome daedalus hey we got fazel what's up we got Pacha. Hey, what's up, everyone? <laughs> and Wandering Mist. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, look, we've got Lexer, one of our looking for more uh, roundtable oh, hey, cast yeah. members. Oh, what's
1: up? Ooh. Good. What's
0: up, man? So we got some questions on our uh, most recent episode on the YouTube. We'll definitely hit on some of that. Uh, the live stream, we got to talk about that. Um, We've got some things related to uh, the questions at the end of the live stream, but a lot of those I talked about with the guys here, a lot of that did seem to be stuff that we've talked about, at least in some way, shape, or form before, but we'll definitely hit on that a little bit. I guess first impressions. What were your first impressions, guys? No, don't jump in all at once here.
1: Uh, Well,
2: (laughs) first impressions for me from the actual, from the stream that we've seen, it's, as you said, I mean, you, you nailed it like there's nothing new. I mean, I appreciate seeing content again, as long as they keep showing gameplay that it's progress to me. Um, but I would say to me personally, it felt like one of the m- more underwhelming streams ever since they started like showing uh, gameplay footage. Uh, we haven't had a lot of, haven't had a lot of actual details that like show uh in the videos they've shown us uh it's mostly like the bulk of the information we got was mostly from the q a which is always or has always been the case most of the time and to me it's always the same i'm always in the same mindset as soon as we enter in the q a portion it's just like let's just talk until further notice it's just words
3: Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I think the stream was pretty content light, I was hoping for something a little more substantial in terms of the alpha one update, but it was, you know, I think more focused on, hey, we're documenting a lot of things, which from a technical standpoint is great, right? I understand that with my background, but I think for the general populace, they were looking for more um, there. So yeah, I was, I would say I would agree underwhelming is the right word. Pachi, you seeing Speaking me? Speaking of
2: looking for more, guys, don't forget, every Thursday, there's a new Looking <laughs> for More podcast hosted by our magnificent Sim. Don't miss it out, guys.
0: I saw <laughs> what him. You call it, yeah. it? I you, dude. <laughs> I saw him smiling all big. I was like, "Is
2: he about to? Is he about to make a pitch again?" This beautiful. episode is sponsored by Looking for More, the MMORPG <laughs> podcast that fills all your needs.
3: That's right.
1: Oh, that's beautiful. I feel, I feel that Sim Sim's heart just like like stops for a second every time.
0: I yeah, yeah, yeah. As, soon as I say the word, the it, word it's, it stopped, Yeah, it stops briefly, and then it melts because he makes it about something. Like that. And I'm just like, oh, that, that's so nice. Hell yeah. <laughs> I oh, see that goodness. uh Pacha, I see that you're back over here on Twitch, man.
2: I am. It's definitely wasn't a choice, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> I was in Mixer for most of you who know. Uh I was on Mixer and then we got the great news. Uh even the staff from from Mixer, even their employees. We all learned through uh uh a very popular method of spreading news these days, which is through Twitter. They lo- they knew that they learned that they were losing their jobs. So, uh, yeah, they said that they were moving. Uh, they were, they had been acquired by Facebook gaming and, uh, I don't want to stream like, uh, mobile games. So I just decided to go to Twitch. Oh mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: I- it, it's relevant, you know. There's a lot of people that create content. There's a lot of content creators, man. Especially this day and age, and you know, it, it's no, it's not going to be any different when Ashes of Creation launches. You know, it's relevant because when you think about like where is this game going to be showcased? Is there going to be one place? Is or how many places are going to be you know spread out? How many creators are going to be in different domains? What are their what's the what potential are they going to have to kind of spread the word, so to speak? You know Mm -hmm. and and you had mixer it was a place another place that would have hit a different audience when you think about so many people that that were gonna you know that stream xbox or consoles that's a large portion of that gaming audience that was there and so now you know you've kind of limited the reach in some capacity not all but in some capacity you know the more sources the more domains you have the more more ears to hear it i mean there's a lot of people that may not even bother watching live streams now because Mm -hmm. they might have just been doing it on their xbox right so yeah definitely you know what up dj viertek in chat one of the uh hosts of the golden feather podcast you should check it out if you don't know about that it's another ashes of creation podcast one of the uh few that still are up and running these days like a lot of other ones have dipped off the radar unfortunately but some of us (laughs) still carry the torch for ashes of creation (laughs) (laughs) we won't give up are you are you not giving up sim I'm no trying. man hell no man i stay the course man a principle man if i say do. i'm doing it i'm doing it i stick to it uh-huh. which is why we are on 180 days straight streaming for this year i still
4: can't believe, still can't believe you're doing that it's just not so necessary. ridiculous i i think <laughs> I, I do
0: want to say at about 180 days i do start to feel like my sanity is becoming diminished a bit i do notice it hey props to people who can manage it don't
4: do it that's why people don't stream every single day yeah there's a fair. reason for this hey
0: to be fair man I, I have my my shorter stream days too though so but uh-huh. look i just want to give a, a really big shout out to to quite literally everybody that supports I, I mean i feel like if you support my channel you are supporting this show right you're supporting it being produced it it literally not coming out of my pocket to produce it. The only thing I've got to contribute is my time to do all the editing and the audio and getting it posted. So just seriously, we and the reason I'm bringing this up because I actually have the highest sub count that I've ever had uh, on Twitch. And combined everywhere, this is probably like uh, the largest I've been. Uh, And it actually helps the show. So just a shout out to all of you who subscribe. I don't expect it. I really don't. I do this strictly as passion project, um, strictly for the community and to hopefully make new friendships that will last a long time. And, uh, you know, I've definitely feel like I've, I've, I've been lucky enough to cultivate a few of those that I feel like are genuine. And I feel like there are plenty more that every day I'm, I'm new people I'm getting to know. And, uh, that's always been at the heart of what this show is really about and, and really even the content that I'm producing. So I just I just want to say thanks to everybody for all the support, especially the support that you've shown the shows and and all the people that are here on this roundtable, too. It does mean a lot to me, and I really appreciate that. Uh, So thank you so much. And uh, with that being said, let's talk a little bit more about the live stream. Uh, There were a lot of bullet points that I was able to type up. Uh, They did talk about a dev discussion coming up in July. I do think, to be fair, some of the reason that maybe this was a little lackluster, just my opinion, but I think that people felt that way, a little lackluster compared to the other ones. But I also want to say, I do understand not every one of them could be hitting it out of the park. Uh, and, and I think after having what? I feel like we had like, what are we in? We're hitting July now. So we're six months into the year. Um, this is the first one where it was a little little less of a delivery. But you know what? I also think they've, they've been moving studios. Like there was some, mm-hmm. I want to say in the past 24 hours, one of the mods, thank you so much, DJ Veritech, for the bits, bro. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. I mm-hmm. think, I think in the past 24 hours, though, there was a post on the Reddit and it was by one of the mods and it basically was like, Hey, check this out. And it was like a picture of the studio. And it was like Steven had basically posted the studio and there was like a whole chain of questions too. But the studio picture, dude, I w- I've been there and I saw that and I was like, Oh my God. That place is so empty. They've clearly, clearly got
4: today he did. Yeah, it's. Uh, dude.
1: Yeah.
4: Uh, earlier today, he actually posted on the Ashes Discord. I try and find it, but yeah, he posted a like a short video clip of him. Literally, everything's empty. There's a whole two desks left,
1: yeah. and that's it. Everything yeah. else is
4: gone. Just I saw that. Completely I was like, empty. So.
0: Dude, I was like, that place is like, they have made some work. They have done some work. Yeah. And uh, let me look for it here. Where the heck is it? I got to find it. And I'll link it in chat as soon as I do. I promise. Uh, But yeah, so they talked about uh, a dev discussion coming up. They did talk about the alpha. Uh, they talked about right now, like what they're doing is they're taking a lot of the feedback that they got during the um, PI test and they are working on things like the mayorship, mayorship, the caravan, networking, back in networking, it sounds like, working on bug fixing, uh-huh. optimization, documentation. Um yeah, that was that was good to hear. Uh, I think Jeff was basically kind of like uh making all of those notes. They did talk about update on hiring. Um I think we did you now if you know this or not, we sometimes will actually thank you, Miss for linking that in chat. Um, So they did talk about. Yeah, they talked about there being a few positions left and I forget, I think maybe it was Dell, if I'm not mistaken, who is also here in chat that might have uh, posted on this. But we were doing our post uh, live stream discussion. Usually on Friday or Saturday, I'll do a part of my live stream. will be kind of talking about making the discussion points for this podcast uh, ahead of time and I'll let people kind of contribute. And um, we were looking and I think that there's only like a few positions left on their website. Um, And they did talk about they had a new hire and it looked like it was an engineering position. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It it kind of felt good to hear that they've been making a lot of progress, especially under the circumstances with COVID-19, how much that's impacting a lot of things. It it sounds very positive Mm -hmm. that they are still making gains, especially in that front. But I don't know if you all had thoughts about that or not.
4: I mean it's always encouraging them Mm -hmm. bringing on new stuff how effective those new stuff will be particularly Mm -hmm. during the social distancing and working from home stuff but i mean stephen said on the live stream that actually production had picked up um during the time of uh lockdown so again Mm -hmm. very encouraging to see that
0: right sounds like they are pretty optimistic about the new space, too, and being able to utilize it in some capacity for, I think, some of the onboarding of the new
4: hires. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, from what I understand, it's so much bigger. Like, they're going, I think it's from 18,000 feet to 30,000 feet. So, Mm -hmm. you're talking almost double the space to use. So, I imagine they'll be able to do a lot with that
0: all right so i'm looking over this yeah i want to go and now visit the new place obviously (laughs) when things are normal ish again yeah want to buy a cure Yeah, or maybe cure is the wrong word but there it is developer quotes this is i didn't want to not talk about this that moment that you are looking for something and you find it and then you remember oh hey dunce you uh you actually Save the pictures earlier. To be fair, (laughs) I wasn't completely awake yet. Maybe it will tell you I'm not a morning person. Why don't I just pull up the pictures because, you know, think smarter, not harder, I guess. Jeez, man. All right. Oh Man, I want to talk about something else too, but I got to save it for the Looking for More show, dude. Don't do it. Don't talk about it yet. (laughs) (laughs) I got to wait, man. I got to wait. There it is right there. Yeah, the uh, studio. So this one right here is a big thread of discussion points, all from Steven. Um, Was responding to, it looks like someone named Puck on the Discord and talked about Bear's music being unveiled in in Beta 1. Track for Nodes. There may be a track for Nodes 3, we'll see. And he was talking about, I think, Bear McCreary, which is going to be the composer for the music. And if you don't know who that yeah. is, you should look him up. Fantastic. I mean, I mean, yes. that's like one of the best things you could probably get in terms of sound. If you ask me, um, yeah. or best people rather, um, talked about there are no restrictions on who can be elected mayor, except they must be a citizen uh, and you'll only ever be a citizen of a single note at a time. Uh, there would be a King and uh, mayor. Yes. Talking about obviously the castle versus a metropolis. Um, Then he had posted the image. Um, I might try to link that somewhere in our Discord here later. Um, The old office um, did aim to have A1 servers hosted in Germany. Uh, So I'm not sure what the context was specifically. If that was just for like EU servers or something, Uh, I would need to go look at that. Um, I'm assuming, yeah, which is good to hear actually kind Doesn't of brings, brings me back to uh kind of like try not to be too all over the place here uh talked about stalls can be rented by citizens to provide craft yes. services and suite of items for players to utilize and do not require the uh, attendance of the character so that was kind of nice this is all from the discord too so this isn't technically live stream we'll get back on track in a minute. Um, mm. Talked about players can drop down a personal shop similar to L2 within proximity of a market in an economic node. They can also purchase personal uh, shop certificates with, or sorry, from the economic nodes to place down this shop anywhere in the world. But once the market is stage six, is what he said. I believe he um, also talked about stalls being listed in the parent node can be seen from an auction house as well. Personal s- shops do not get listed. Uh, he also gave further clarification talking about castle sieges, guild registration opens for the siege. Once a guild registers for the siege, a scroll creation quest is initiated that guild members may participate in and it becomes possible to lay the declaration scroll down as soon as the quest is completed. Multiple guilds may register to attack and the first to complete the scroll and lay down the declaration may begin to have their members register to attack. And There will be a cap. The siege scroll deployment is a five minute cast that alerts the re- region at the cast initiation. Any thoughts around that one? That one's a pretty interesting point.
2: Yeah. Um, one thing hit me kind of hard with what you just said. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that guilds can register not players and it's something that um it's something that's been kind of like announced for new world another mmo that's often called ashes light by the ashes community and there was a lot of backlash around it because people feel like they're gonna have to go with gigantic guilds that are super active super out there and you're not gonna be able to just have like a 20-man guild um that is like very like uh how can i say that very specialized because you're not going to be able to register because all these big guilds will like register first and you're not going to be able to join and then you're going to have to like skip on the siege so like that might be a problem i feel like player registration would be better
1: oh i i kind of disagree in a bit like Mm -hmm. because you're thinking of it in in a massive scale like metropolises being uh, under attack but when you talk about the smaller nodes that is run by multiple guilds maybe that's where i think you would have your chance of showing your own light and like um that's at least how i see it i don't know (laughs) hey quickly
0: from chat here so tl said non-guild players can register with the winning guild but the guild has to accept you Mm, further thoughts oh Oh my god that is even
2: worse for me like okay non-guild players can register with the winning with the winning guild so like let's say i had a bad argument with a guild leader and we all know how some guild leaders can be extremely self-centered and you have a bad argument with that guild leader who's in a massive guild they win like uh the guild that like wins and you can register with them they're never going to accept you Mm -hmm. they're always going to keep you out and then you are being your experience in the game is being dictated or that part of your experience being dictated by by a player who doesn't like you which is kind of an issue for me hmm Just for the siege, sure, but at the same time, castle sieges are supposed to... Well, castle sieges and just sieges in general are supposed to be one of the huge things in Ash's creation. Yeah, it kind of
3: makes me think of zerg mechanics as well here. Like, if you have a lot of people registering from a large guild, and to Pacha's point, right, if you're in a smaller guild that's maybe more specialized what chance do you really have to kind of be on the winning side mm-hmm. um, either. Right. I mean, I guess you can choose to be an attacker or a defender, um, but still, I mean, I think ultimately the castle is going to go to the guild that wins. And so that the only reason, or I guess the only detail we have now is, is based on numbers. So if, if, you know, guild a reserve guild wins, right. For whether they, Use tactics or not, they're yeah. still the ones that are going to be controlling that. Yeah. So I mean, I think there's it's a it's a way for conflict, but it's also a way to Potch's point where you can get some grief griefing as well. Sorry, please, I'll go ahead.
1: No, no, I, I was I was I'm I'm thinking that's all. <laughs> <laughs> because because thing... of...
4: sorry, go for it. The go the on. only thing I can see which would maybe uh, flip that for the, uh, the smaller guilds is the perks that they would get that the bigger guilds wouldn't. Obviously, we yeah. don't know what those perks are, and we don't know what the kind of boundaries are, but that is just something to, that maybe could sway the balance.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and one interesting point, too, that I think Steven clarified as well is that um, guild perks aren't necessarily node-specific either, so you can have you know members in multiple different nodes that are citizens... Uh, and and they can also share the guild perk, so it's not some node specific. At least I saw that somewhere. I don't know. Keep me honest here. If somebody saw that differently, but that's what I read mm-hmm. as well. So that might have some weight, also.
4: Yeah. Let me
0: let's read over the. I'm gonna read over the the rest of this too. Talked about the scroll, right? And he said, and he said, talking about casting of placing the scroll. You don't if you or sorry, you don't hold the button and the leader is immune to CC during the cast. The leader must cast. And if killed casting is interrupted, and it's a rooted cast, so the, the caster is announced when the they initiate it. So for example, if Steven was doing it, it would be like Steven of Guild Intrepid is attempting to form a headquarters. And the scroll may be only placed in a ring around the castle. So it looks like there's definitely gonna be like a zone for that. Yeah. Uh volper in Discord has said is the scroll lost if interrupted like the defenders managed to kill the lead could the uh, he just be resurrected to try again steven said no <coughs> the scroll remains and can be recast the scroll disappears if not declared within the siege declaration period um, the village will have 50 initial apartments so this is kind of taking a step over we're going to talk about that in a little bit uh, actually i'm going to pause on that because I, I want to tie that into something else here so any further thoughts around that kind of the scroll the idea of a scroll being placed
4: i mean it gives it gives counts play which is always mm-hmm. a good thing yeah so yeah for
1: sure yeah I, I like the scroll idea i just don't know how they're going to balance it out with Zergs and griefs and all these things mm-hmm. it's, it's just a handful of cluster of emotions <laughs> to deal with so yeah talking about
0: uh housing in a node. So it looks like it's level three is when that becomes available. It was something we definitely saw during uh the PI test video footage that was posted on YouTube a couple weeks back. I think it was a couple weeks back now. Mm-hmm. Uh and so discussing that uh in the live stream there were discussions around uh storage containers being crafted, that there were going to be a limit on grades and decorum for housing. Um Did talk about at level three, you would see the node housing, which is, you know, in alignment with what we talked about, the PI test did talk about the end node housing being destroyed due to a node being in conflict, Um, that Mm -hmm. options would be available to upgrade your housing. So basically, if Mm -hmm. you, you know, get in and you get yourself a little house at level three, then when it goes up to node level four, you know along with the node itself developing further, so does your house and then becomes the option to further upgrade it. Now, keeping Mm -hmm. in keeping in mind, if you own uh, housing in a node, for example, a home that you buy that then upgrades to a larger home to then a mansion later when it's a metropolis, these are the Mm -hmm. ones that can be sold later. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So one thing that was interesting that I was thinking about whenever uh, I was watching the live stream the other day and I was talking to people in chat about this, the thing that I was curious about was like, you know, let's say, cause it looked like it started out at like a thousand gold. And basically what happens is, is like, there's a period when, you know, it becomes available. Right. And so then people mm-hmm. basically have to bid on it. So it looks like it has like a starting price, but what I was curious about was like, and this is just kind of where my mind, you know, as a theory crafter goes or being a little analytical is like, okay, so it starts out like a thousand, like what would the prices, like what can we conceive of a price getting up to? And then when we talk about guilds, like I can already see guilds pooling together to try and like monopolize housing within a node, mm-hmm. right? And yep. then like bidding, like pulling their yep. money together, bidding a crazy amount of money to get their hands on this early. And then when it gets up to like, you know, Metropolis level node, f- like literally flipping, like what would the unreal, ungodly or un-deity level of pricing be on these things, right? And then I also thought, then I also thought this is just another like sidestep over, right? So we know that this Zerg guild is like monopolizing. We know they just got six of these yeah. node homes, right? We know mm-hmm. that now, as a rival guild, they just monopolize this node as it's developing. So then now, how do we sabotage the node development? How do we like jump ship? Like what does that look like? What are the parameters for that? Like so this is this this is a this is a sidestep and a whole different conversation. But my thoughts were where do you draw the lines in development on on that dynamic and how that plays out to where you can kind of flip-flop, you know, your alliance and your citizenship? You can only do, you know, be it one at a time, one note at a time, right?
4: Yeah. yeah. It yeah. strikes me as a system that it's basically the rich get richer. Mm. That's where it, it comes down to, and mm-hmm. it can really start a snowball effect that can completely dominate a server. And I don't know if that's the intention or whether there is anything to like combat that. Because, like you say, if you happen to like get on the ill side of wh- whichever guild is controlling the um, metropolis then you could well be screwed completely so i how would you feel about this instead of the bidding system it basically with the housing it's just a flat rate and it's just first come first served with no no like bidding available for it
2: i think that would suck yeah Uh, i feel like first come first serve would just suck uh for people who have like insane like work schedule or just like people who work night shifts and they sleep during the day or stuff like that i feel like it would suck for these people they will always miss out on stuff usually i'm not that big of a fan of first come first serve but it's Kind of like brings me back to like one of the things that kind of worries me about Ash's creation in general is that they're building such a complex machine with all the, all these different moving parts that it, it ends up being kind of like, as you said, Miss, kind of like a snowball effect kind of deal where like, Big guilds get bigger. Rich guilds get richer. richer. and it like it, I feel like everything goes has a chance of like getting blown out of proportions, and the economy can get completely messed up because of that. And PvP can get really messed up because of that. The world, uh, like world activities, can get really elitist because you have to be in that guild, or you're gonna get griefed, or you're never gonna have access to it. And I feel like it's a risk that Steven and the team are probably aware of and mm-hmm. probably trying to like, not have happen. They like Steven mentioned that he wanted small guilds, small guilds to have a role to play. So I'm, I'm hoping that like, they know that this might happen, but the more complex they make this machine, the more of a risk there is for one thing to break and it snowballs into breaking mm-hmm. an entire system and. It's also like, so we've all played so many different MMOs and we, in all these MMOs that we've played, we've always had like a, I mean, for me, at least I've always had this idea of like, oh, I would have loved to have that feature in this MMO, or I would have loved that that would have been more in depth and like, sure. It leads to a little bit of Mm -hmm. disappointment, but at the same time. There's a reason why AAA studios that make MMO don't necessarily go super in depth in every single system they got. And it, one of, it might be one of these reasons is the fact that they don't want it to snowball and have like 50 employees working full-time just on like monitoring a system, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I feel like Steven and the team might, like they are at a risk of going down that rabbit hole it's kind of what what worries me with, like, the housing system that, like, it goes with bids, with the guilds going with the scroll that do a zone. And then the guys, the only guilds can register. And then you're kind of, like, pushing a lot of people away by doing that. And I feel like it's just, like, kind of, like, dividing different populations in the MMO. And I feel like it's not necessarily a good thing. and might be a good thing if they handle it well. But it's kind of... My main worry about the game. Especially since it's our first title. You know? Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
3: The only thing that I think. That might save this all. Is maybe a risk versus reward. And see how much reward there is. In actually having all that housing. Because. At the end of the day. One of the big ideas they've had in the past. Is they want ways to combat Zerg Guild. So if you have a big metropolis. At some point somebody's going to topple the leader Mm -hmm. right and so what mechanics are there in place to not only you know have people upgrade their area get more housing get more stuff etc at what point are you going to have a way Mm -hmm. to address when something gets too big or too out of control right is there a world event is there a way where you know, people ultimately band together. I mean, do you have these org guilds that need to maintain all these houses. And now the cost for maintenance is so exorbitant. They have to keep raising taxes up to the point where people don't want to even stay in their note anymore because they're getting taxed to mm-hmm. death. So there's there's other ways to do it. And and I, th- I think that might be a way to solve this. I don't know that it's going to solve it entirely because you're still going to have that, you know, those smaller more you know you know i would say smaller footprint guilds that might still want to be able to have a you know have a a place in node housing um but yeah i mean i I do i do think that you know this is something that we definitely need to watch because someone in uh chat i think it was makinogi mentioned something about Mm Arcage that once i got my first house was really really happy but then realizing like all these you know, other areas or the, the places that I wanted to be, I couldn't get. And mm-hmm. it just became this huge like machine that I had to keep feeding and it wasn't fun anymore. It was more mm-hmm. grindy. So I'm hoping that the solution here isn't more grind to be able to get and maintain houses. And also with the freehold space, hopefully that's a way that everyone will be able to get some sort of housing whether or not there's real estate to be able to manage that, that's kind of another challenge the team has to overcome.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And there's also, there's also, um I've, I've seen in the chat a few comparisons to like all these big systems, a few of the comparisons being like, it's just like in real life or it would be just like in real life. Like uh, for my comment about the big guilds, for example, with like the siege, like big groups lead the world more than smaller groups. And like, I agree with those comparisons, but my main issue with that is that this is a video video game Mm -hmm. and I don't leave the real world, the real world behind just to go into a comparison to the real world. Like I would be playing Mm -hmm. Second Life if that was the case, (laughs) (laughs) like I would just go, I would just like go in VR chat if I just wanted that. But I I hop on I want to hop on to play a fantasy MMO, so the more complex the system is, as you said, um, Daedalus, Like if it turns into a grind, it becomes such a mess, and it doesn't become fun anymore. And after like a twelve-hour shift, I want to have fun. I don't want to grind and. I've been in a few discussions recently about uh, World of Warcraft's expansion, Warlords of Draenor. Mm. And it was the thing that people were complaining about with Warlords of Draenor is the fact that people were asking asking for housing and they got garrisons. And these garrisons, you were basically playing Farmville. Yeah. And it was just a grind. And like, sure, it's fun to see, to know that you have your own little thing, but if it just becomes a grind... Like, yeah. well, I have to do like, point? no, honey, I can't watch a movie with you tonight. I have to do two hours on Farmville Simulator in Ashes of Creation just to make sure that like my my thing is up to date. Not even progressing, just up to date. And that's all. I'm gonna say is I spent hours on that game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we all did. Yeah. And like, um, if tech, uh, ask a question, uh, asked a question earlier, didn't uh, Steven said he's hired an economist to help, uh, with all the major economy stuff. Yes, absolutely. But another comment in chat kind of addressed it saying there are so many economists in the real world and the economy is a mess. So like Yo. that is true. And the more the more complex you make the economy, the more it, can become an absolute mess mm. and i just feel like and also for that economist like we don't even know if he's still in the team like at this point i don't even know if bear mccreary exists like i'm just like <laughs> dude I, <laughs> we even haven't seen a twitter post from that guy regarding ashes yet
0: you know the like- the Magisto in chat was saying too, do you remember that doing the daily, the follower table, farming the mines, and all those little plots. (laughs) That was the thing is that they turned what was supposed to be like, what was going to be anticipated as player housing, a place to go and like rock your swag, post your trophies, things like that. Like they went and took it and turned it into a mobile phone app game (laughs) and put that in the MMO. And, And yeah, just, It was not, it was, I mean, that, that was the thing. I was excited about it initially. And then it was like, oh my God, dude, like this is, it's another thing I dreaded getting into the game to have to have to, that, that feeling of having to do it. Or I miss out on something that later ends up likely becoming trivial or irrelevant anyway,
1: which. Sim, you have a phone, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's
2: Blizzard we're talking about. Don't you guys have phones? (laughs)
4: I mean, when it came to the garrisons, Blizzard made the classic mistake of trying to make every single thing have a purpose. And one, the players didn't ask for that. And two, it backfired on them massively. Because guess what? When you have everything in the garrison have a purpose, people are just going to stay in their garrison the Mm, whole time because they're not going to play. To go into the outside world. world, everything's in the garrison and the only time you leave the outside world is to go do raids or pvp right. and it's kind of That's what we day.
2: talked about right mm-hmm. when they right. showed the houses the freeholds and they showed like the, right. um, the like the the crop patch the pond patch and like all that in the freehold and we were talking about we don't want to be stuck in our house doing all of that steven yeah. had a good answer to that yeah. uh, saying that like you're going to need a lot more than just what's in your freehold but then that brings a question like, like Am I only going to be gathering, like, my, during my entire
4: day? How much grind is there? How
2: much me? grind is involved? And I think early on in the development, Steven said it's going to be, a, like, a meaningful grind or something like that. Something that, like, it's a grind that you actually <laughs> want to be doing and have fun doing, but, like... Uh-huh, my nose is as I'm listening to it <laughs>
0: miss can you please explain why that that precious giggle came from you? It seemed like that came oh, from deep within your soul
4: i i just i've heard that kind of statement before oh okay that that's let's not be about the bush here every m m o is going to have some grinds. in it mm-hmm. right. it's, it's an it is important because, let's face it, mm. the developer cannot make enough content for us to devour. We will yep. always be faster than, uh, at clearing content than they can make. So grind yep. is inevitable to fill in those gaps. Fine. I accept that. But when a developer comes out and says, yes, there's going to be meaningful grind, <laughs> meaningful grind basically means you are forced to do it in order to do the stuff that you want.
2: Or they're gonna just gonna try to make it fun for you. But like the thing is, like it's
4: not even that. Like, but like if you say
2: just... but if you oh. say meaningful grind, I'm gonna assume the best of what you say, but at the same time, it's always gonna bring me back to like all these other games to say your choices matter in this game, <laughs> or what you do matters, but like it doesn't. <laughs> it's... It didn't even matter in Bioware's games. And like they're the lore masters of like RPG games. And it, and yet your choices didn't truly matter. You had like two endings in their games. So like, yeah. don't don't say like it's going to be meaningful or it's going to be your choices will have an impact on the world and stuff like that. Like, don't say it unless you can prove it immediately because mm-hmm. The older the MMORPG crowd becomes, the more skeptical and toxic and annoyed we get. Mm-hmm. Because we, all, we always get so many promises and they all get broken.
1: Yeah.
4: Oh, What's yeah. so cynical? There's
0: the
1: sensitive
4: <laughs> yeah. spot. What is
2: going on with me tonight? <laughs> so,
0: missed. <Myst>, thanks. <laughs> so, first of all, missed, mm-hmm. thank you for sharing. Pacha, thanks for further elaborating. And uh, I'm gonna read it's some things from chat. You. You're you Go on, go on, Miss. Can, yes. can
4: I read something from from the chat? Please do, yes. And, and respond. So Dell has put grind is okay as long as it is rewarding. I respectfully disagree. Just look at World of Warcraft <laughs> and the AP grind.
0: Oh, that's, it is
4: rewarding. Mm. It is not fun. Oh, I tell you that right now. How I do don't you define know any rewarding? Single mythic maider who actually <laughs> likes doing AP grinding.
2: Del is like, me,
4: listen here, you
1: little sh**." <laughs> <laughs> well, that-, well. that says, "Look at next message." <laughs> Apparently, he wants you to read something
2: after the message mm. Del posted regarding the grind. Uh, yeah, I can yeah. drop imps for four days as long as there is a chance they can spawn some lord type
4: imp and drop some epic item. Which uh, uh, again, <laughs> go and play. Uh World of Warcraft BFA, do the island expeditions and Ooh. see how long it takes you to lose your mind.
0: Dude, I think I think that's the relevant term though, right? Is rewarding. What do we consider rewarding? Right? Because mm, right. for me, that that grind for that currency to dump into a gear. Nope. That's why that's why Archage uh Unchained was like a big just I wanted to take my righteous hammer to the um faces of yes. developers metaphorically <laughs> speaking in that game in
3: that game let's use a stevenism sim wanted to beat that ass yeah
4: <laughs> sim. lexa would be so proud of you right now would he why is that why, what happened
0: because my did I just go a little dark side
4: you did you absolutely did
0: oh no it's happening lights
1: in the background as well it's perfect oh i gotta change
0: it What? what's the color of the best thing in the world like just light it up brightness geez man i'm so sorry everybody i don't know what just happened that's that's how that's how you fall that's how you fall i'm gonna try not to fall off the bar stool as woodchip was saying this was my moment let's uh let's talk a little bit more about some of the permissions this was fun Like I saw some similarities in the housing system, talking about a family system. I I Mm. dig that. I like that. Right? That there's a decorator, different privileges for access to different things. Um, That's pretty cool. I I was pretty. I was. I really like that. I was really really happy about that. Sure. Mm Hmm. Mm Hmm. Uh, Talked about. Uh. (laughs) This was interesting. Now this was a little bit of. uh, Just with Steven, just kind of doing what we do here on the show, and just kind of letting his mind go. Into these imaginative spaces where it's like oh what if we did this later he even said maybe down the road this would be in an expansion or something like that but the idea of a family feud system some sort of a quest system for a de facto guild war unlikely at launch but Stephen was crafting it what, what were your thoughts about, about some of that.
2: I don't have any thoughts regarding that because every time Stephen goes full Ashes Pathfinder and just like let lets his mind wander, uh, <laughs> the only thing I can see is like. Jeffrey on the side, you're like, I'm gonna have a stroke I can't, I can't deal with
3: it. I was oh, gonna say the exact up. same thing. The blood draining from Jeff's face, poor guy. she's just like, Why, Steven? Why?
1: why? You, this to me? you can't do this to me. I have a family Steven.
0: Just want to note that that is one of the moments in this episode that's getting clipped because Steven going full Ashes Pathfinder. I feel like that, I feel like that needs to be a thing. Like, uh oh, they just went full
1: Ashes Pathfinder. Beautiful. Jeff's child was in the background screaming, and and every time like that happened, I can imagine Jeff just like that's his inner voice yeah. instead of his child. When you see when
2: like Stephen speaks and you see Jeffrey like smile, but like his eyes kind of like move to this to his imaginary like his peaceful garden. He's like. Why did I take this job?
1: <laughs> it's only
2: it's only true because
0: I I totally know what you mean because we've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. We've all seen that smile.
2: Isn't that Bobo? He's, he's like, oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm not being paid enough.
1: <laughs> oh yo. <yeah>. Oh. <laughs> and don't
4: don't get us wrong. We love Stephen for his enthusiasm and for sure mm-hmm. he does. But there are some things which he says, and we just go, yeah, it's, uh, no, yeah, no, mm-hmm. stop. no, stop, just stop. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm willing to bet, I that steven came up with the majority of the names for the uh the different class combinations that that just screams steven all the way yeah and Mm -hmm. it's that just causes a huge amount of problems unfortunately so i I wish they kind of like just go back to saying there were just eight classes and that's it but yeah
2: and like just like we talked about we talked about the fact that he's that this, this machine called Ash's creation is getting so complex. Mm -hmm. So like Steven, can you chill out for a second buddy (laughs) and like, make sure your systems work before you try, you like milk your, your, your developers and programmers into like making it more complex. That's funny. Oh, like, we love you, Steven, but chill, my dude. Love where you're going with it. But yeah. Yeah. I, I, I definitely see them.
0: Definitely mm-hmm. see Jeff going. Oh no. He's one day closer to looking like this.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what chip and Chasing, If Steven wasn't in charge of Star Citizen, it might come out in 2090. Yeah.
4: Probably. <laughs> yeah. I can believe that.
0: So I'm, oh go ahead, go ahead.
4: Yeah. Yo, just very quickly, just the yeah. whole thing about the the um, oh, complexity man. of the systems, yeah, there there is very much an issue of complexity overload, and the more complex a system, the more unpredictable it is, and the more things that can go wrong. Mm-hmm. So that's it's well, a real uh... real problem, and it also but... not just going back to the names very quick. Um, mm-hmm. When you put, I actually somebody was wanting clarification on the Warlock, which is a Mage primary and uh, Summoner secondary. They had all these ideas about what they thought the Warlock would be able to do, and I basically had to go on to them and say, it's not going to work like that. It, the Warlock is not a class. It, that's just a name. So, put that to the side, because that's not a thing.
2: Yeah, we're not it's in a world of Warcraft, guys. Mm-hmm. Like It's a name. It's a yeah. name yeah. for a Mage yeah. class that has Summoner Augments, not summoner skills. Augments. But this Us. is
4: the problem oh. when you put a name on everything. Oh, I'm sorry, again. Oh,
0: dear lord, dude. Okay, this so. is <laughs>
4: every single week. What the hell?
0: Um, I guess I'm just okay. So this is gonna be the uh the segment we call "Thank You Woodship real quick. Which is <laughs> thank you thank for thank you for the ten gifted subs to all of the Pathfinders and Crusaders here. Uh, that are part of the show. I really appreciate that, man. Thank you so much. Really, Dang. damn, dude. We just talked about how this is like the highest sub count this channel's
2: ever had, and like, the fuck. And you just have ten more now, buddy. Deal with it. Thanks, man. <laughs> Woodchip is like contributed yeah, yeah, to nice, half of the
0: comments. <laughs> feel like it, man. That's awesome. So you know the they discussed the foreclosure process, right? Which mm-hmm. That was pretty... I mean, I definitely see similarities from Age, right? Like, you know, uh, it reminded me of like tax certifications. So paying mm-hmm. taxes, discussed foreclosure process for taxes. Like if you don't pay them right, they could be bought and listed later. The uh, the the property could be. Uh, sell price based on player driven economy, tax certs. I mean, I'm just going, is it like a, a crafting a tax certificate sort of system? Is it how do you pay this is it paid directly i mean how is it how does that work like what what do we think are like systems that would actually work for for a tax system for for these nodes
3: well i I hope to hell not tax search because that was yet another like grind for the you know sake of grind i mean i think you just paying taxes directly will be fine um and and I like I do like the idea of it based on kind of the value and how the economy is doing. So you're not going to mm-hmm. get somebody like that forecloses and says, oh, hey, I want, you know, 10 times what I put in. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would say like the way I think it, it should work is just kind of have a very simple interface. If you don't pay taxes within a certain time frame, there's a grace period. When that grace period expires, then it goes
2: up for you lose your citizenship and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, lose your housing. I don't know if you would lose your citizenship though. Yeah, that lose, might your be housing, a, lose, lose your housing, lose your property right. in there. Yeah. and I, I don't think it should be complicated either. Like there shouldn't be like an NPC to go see or anything. I would even, I would even go as far as to make it not as complex as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, just ha- like if you have a house when you buy your house when you get property in a node, you're supposed to pay taxes. You get a message like whenever you're buying your first property, this is going to be the taxes that you're going to be paying. Are you sure that you want to buy this property? Mm-hmm. And if you click yes, the gold gets taken from your bag automatically. And that's it. It just gets taken out of it automatically. You don't need to go to your UI and be like, okay, I'm going to pay my taxes. My like,
0: God, I already do that RRL, dude. Remember guild taxes in World of Warcraft, how it worked in Kata when it came out? Do you guys remember that? no it passively there was a perk that was like one of the perks when they had the guild levels and stuff and one was that like the guilds would basically there was like a certain amount of like money that would come out it would actually come out from like you're just running around the world collectively would
2: pull a certain percentage i think they oh
4: yeah way
2: back and that's fine that would be yeah great that would be great for me because if they make it complicated where like people have to manually pay their taxes and stuff like that then you enter into like the grace period kind of deal and you gotta send the player messages and if he doesn't pay his taxes like it can be a big amount or a small amount and you have debt and you have penalties and it gets so complicated for no reason it's gosh darn taxes like we all pay taxes i don't need taxes 2.0 in an mmo Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. can i just say i th- i think we need to re uh, name this episode and i to based on what we've talked about to kissing ashes why kissing simple keep it simple stupid yeah
0: oh boy
4: i like I, I feel like so much of this just revolves around this this whole like complexity issue
1: yeah, we'll definitely. what
4: happens when they implement it if they implement it i have a feeling that it will get sort of like down the line to maybe like alpha 2 maybe even to beta, and then they'll figure out that oh actually none of this will actually work and they'll have mm-hmm. to like revert back to a simpler system i yeah, can what absolutely I really fi- see that happening
3: and what i find interesting is on the streams like steven will kind of have all these really you know cool pie in the sky ideas right that from a practicality standpoint, you know, give Jeff chest pain. And then Jeff is talking about how simple they want to make the game. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I could just see that, that, um, conflict right now. And I definitely agree with what we've been saying here, the simpler we make it. I mean, we want everything to be accessible, but not necessarily easy. Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. there still has to be difficulty in the game. Otherwise people will get bored. But let's make the difficulty
2: reasonable, not yeah. bureaucracy, right?
3: Yeah, not like,
1: so many layers. Difficult
2: at the right, right places in the game is what right. you're saying, right? Like, right, exactly. I don't want to have to hire an accountant for my taxes. I want to go in a dungeon and clear it 12 times with my friends to grind it. That's the kind of grind I might want to do, not paying taxes. I just right.
0: said we don't need deductions and tax breaks and dependents filing taxes and vera. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's beautiful what's it called like <laughs> like i think my only way in a tax system is that when it's manually adjusted they don't have a cap on it i don't want to be charged 50 percent of my things with <laughs> the yeah. gold but i just right. end
2: <laughs> there should be a max and the max should be a very reasonable max
1: cap for the tag from like the taxes 25 max max that's even i'd go as high as
2: 15 me personally like 15 max you can go you can go below but not over because if we want to make it simple and people just like pay it like automatically whenever they loot mobs or whenever they get like chris with the quest rewards they get like 10 percent out directly to the town that would be fine to me, but like if they can go to like up to fifty percent, I'm just never gonna question that area, or I'm never gonna even notice it, and then I'll realize, God, I'm so poor as soon as I gotta buy a
1: mount or something. Hmm. And like one thing, oh, go ahead. To be yeah. honest, I'm not. I'm not even going to be in that node. I would just move and migrate to another one. <laughs> Fuck my citizenship. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, what are these taxes. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, let's uh, let's talk about
0: some of the other stuff, right? Like a few other points I want to make sure we talk about, because I we haven't actually talked about these before. There was a and a around relics, right? Talking about achievements for nodes, being able to, you know, use these relics uh, that are held kind of in a reliquary to improve the node or to, to help with things like maybe a, a guard protection system or a defense project or a build project. Again, we're kind of talking about some of those additional layers to, nodes or citizenship or all those dynamics of uh you know somebody running a metropolis but like i don't know man like it sounds great but that's that's i mean even for me i'm i'm going damn
2: that's ambitious yeah Mm -hmm.
4: i feel like puts in an expansion
2: i feel like COVID 19 uh, forcing Steven to stay home and not surrounded <laughs> by realistic designers and developers has made him go back to like when he launched at when like he started the project he was like I want to do this and this and that and like he didn't have like bacon or Jeff to like pull him back it the down down the rope. <laughs> and, like they can't chill him down he's like locked in his house can't be contained yeah, he can't oh, be contained right now. I feel like he need they need to go back to the office for everyone's good.
1: <laughs> yeah, my my sure. actually at that point, Patrick, I I'll give you some uh, some of my uncle's wisdom. He tell he tells me that um, what's it called? When you run a company, most of the time, most of your mind is going to that company. It doesn't really inspire new creations or new creativity or new ideas that makes um what's it called uh make your ventures go to different paths Mm -hmm. when steven is now in a break he's basically able to brainstorm new and more ideas so i think it's a plus plus like uh plus minus type of situation because he's getting new ideas but nobody's fact-checking him (laughs) yeah
2: and and the thing is like as you guys said like it's it's all stuff that like could be in expansions later on. Mm-hmm. But dude, let's be real here. Even though it wasn't realistic, the game was, and I quote, supposed to be released before 2020. So like, mm-hmm. if you wanted to release your game before 2020, you can't do like this type of like IRL 2.0 kind of game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's insane. Yeah.
0: You know what? How about that goblin, though? Oh, that goblin
2: looks
1: that's <laughs> oh, that
2: Dude. Those, those forearms, they were thick AF.
0: Oh, where's my guilty <laughs> weird when no. I need him to talk about the THICC thick? That's right.
4: I, I actually have only just seen that because I, I kind of skipped over it. <laughs> Popeye the goblin.
0: Look, oh, hold on a second. You, you didn't see that, dude?
2: Oh my God, oh. Mackie saying, "I feel for Steven's partner, who is the CFO. I would be drinking so much every time he has an idea."
0: <laughs> yeah. Honestly, though, that that, go- that goblin was sick because
2: most it's th- good. It's
0: not the 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 I don't, don't want to say stereotypical, but that's the really the only like word I can use
2: a of dumb, like cartoony goblin. Yeah. yeah,
0: the big nose, big ears, like kind of Super walks tiny, around, kind of like you know wobbly. I've, yeah. wobbly. I've never seen
4: a goblin with a six pack. Yo, that like, looked awesome. Bulging Dude, forearms, like homie. he's he's got no traps or deltoids at all. It's just all They're forearms. All like, what the hell? You know <laughs> yeah, what? I mean, it was too. must
3: have been arm day at the village. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no.
4: Forearm day, you guys. Forearm day. Oh, day. You... day, only. How
3: would you even do forearms
4: day? Yeah, that, that's only? the right. That's
2: the right move, Sam. Exactly. Not the other <laughs> direction. <laughs>
1: do you guys think he's going to walk with his legs or with his arms
2: Uh, hey
0: that's a good point we theorize this is like looks like it could be an ape almost like the way it would hold itself like Mm -hmm. you can see him down on his like knuckles and like kind of hunched over yeah i could see it that way and then get up and just start welling on you with like the strength of the goblin world you know what i mean but looking Mm -hmm. like something (laughs) out of doom
2: Well, honestly, like I'm really glad that I just thought about it. I'm really glad with the, I'm really happy with what they showed for the goblin because there are so many NPCs or creatures in Ash's Creation that they've showed that are just so cute. They're just so adorable. And I don't want this game to be like Farmville again. I don't want it to be Fortnite 2.0. (laughs) <laughs> so like those trolls that we saw in the alpha one gameplay the goblin the dragon looks great like they all look super high fantasy and they kind of like give me that Tolkien vibe mm. instead of stuff that like comes out of a fairy tale book Kind of. Gotcha, like the, don't forget about the crab octopus thing <laughs> creature. Yeah, the crab octopus thing or the that big ass turtle Turtle Mount cosmetic they showed that looks great. By the way, yes. with the rendered version, mm-hmm. oh my god, it looked good. It just doesn't look car- like as cartoony as I feared it would, which is what I'm really, really happy about. Like also, just for example, I think it's a Dawnbringer, the name of the big gorilla with the butterfly wings. Is it? Yeah, is it the, the Dawnbringer. The yeah like yeah. i know some people are really hyped about it and they're really happy i'm just Dude, like, i love that love. i'm just like <laughs> what is this monstrosity like it wakes up in the morning with an identity crisis and it's just like
4: kill me
2: like it just <laughs> doesn't know what it is like <laughs> I just want
4: to know who made the design, who made that design. Whether it was like Stephen, someone you was can imagine this was Stephen trying to mill <laughs> no, That was Stephen's <laughs> idea.
3: He owned yeah. up to that. He owned yeah. up to did that he? on the stream. I want something that looks like a you know a butterfly, a gorilla, and a bear and an owl. I'm like, why? I mean it's cool, don't get me wrong, but why? Yeah, just why I
0: remember like, that hurt you. <laughs> hold on. Oh, hold on, can I just uh just a moment. So Daedalus swole breaker, huh? Swole yeah. breaker?
3: Swole. That's, that's what the that's what the cool kids call it a swole, breaker. Yeah. swole, breaker.
0: Okay, swole hey, breaker. hey, how about the the character art, right? Talk, we talked about the we talked about the, the goblin with his ads mm-hmm. and his his massive, you know
1: forearms,
0: <laughs> but how about that star pet? I mean that's pretty cool. It How about good. That? It yeah. really good. Ram render. It's uh, Mhm. Really cool ram. I like
1: props uh props for Margaret for making that small creature. That yeah.
0: Um also the uh well, the uh what's it called? The um guardian, right? Is it the the owl sort of is it called the guardian? Yeah, the with oh, the owl.
2: um yeah.
0: yeah. It, it looked better
2: it looked much better in the concept though, I'm going to say for that one, for the owl, watch out like the it, looked, it looked like really like it had a lot of feathers. It was not like proportionate. It looked really good and it didn't look like any other owl I had seen in any other games. And I, from the image, if I remember correctly, from the image I saw of the render, it just looked like an owl, like it didn't look and it didn't look unique, like in a concept.
0: Mm, follow-up question follow-up question have you all had some experiences like Mackie and chat where you've seen some of the rendering on damn i wish i'd bought some of those now yes
2: a hundred percent and that's something i wanted to hit on 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 the pathfinder is it's been brought to it's it's been brought up in chat in the ash creation chat multiple times in the past ever since the kickstarter actually mm-hmm. but every time they sell cosmetics people uh, always ask People are like, there's always at least one person saying, you're just showing us concepts and you want us to spend money on it, but we don't even know what it's actually going to look like in the game. And it is true. And for example, the um, shell of the ancients, Mm -hmm. uh, I would have loved to see that render because I would have bought it.
0: Want to make an informed decision.
2: I would have been able to make an -informed informed decision exactly like just for example um that creature that margaret designed looks amazing in the concept looks amazing in the render it doesn't look the same in both in the concept it has those star charts, star charts like everywhere on its body and it looks really cool in the render it still has those like those lights those star charts lights around like its face and like the earrings and all that and it looks awesome too but it's just like those little differences that can get you new customers or potential Mm -hmm. customers not buying it or regretting their decision to buy something it's like i understand that they want to make money so like they can't Mm -hmm. necessarily render all of it immediately but at the same time it's a decision you have to make kind of like a respect for your customers you know Mm -hmm.
4: yeah well that's why i don't buy any of the cosmetics (laughs) simple as that (laughs)
2: Yeah,
3: I yeah remember, but I'm but, not
2: as responsible
4: as you, missed. okay?
0: You know, hey, I, just <laughs> saying, I do remember...
4: are basically pre-ordering stuff. You've no idea what's going to turn out to be, so...
0: He said make good take, choices. Take the
4: gamble. Mm. Take the gamble. I do remember
0: talking to Daedalus about this like a, a year ago. It was like this idea of, you know, it would be ideally what would be good would be to have like a little gif or something to where it's like, you know, a rendered, you know, image where you see it kind of rotating... Um, Mm -hmm. you know, you do see that. I mean, the thing is, is like, I get it though. Like, you know, you're, you're putting the, this, this, you know, thing out there and you're going, okay, we're trying to get more funding or we're trying to raise some more money, whatever. And here's what it looks like, but it is just concept art. So, you know, it is, it is, it does come back down to it. You know, the risks we take with our money, like do we, uh, roll the dice on this or, or not. And you know, some people are diehard, man. They, they, Mm -hmm. every month like clockwork i mean i'm not one of them i
2: i've bought yeah, a good listen, number chat, like but... we're, we're talking we're complaining but at the same time like we have phoenix initiative people in here like we're not the best at giving you guys advice on that <laughs> like <True. laughs> we made speculation and bets and we actually like took a risk with our money with all the things all the money that we invested i bought monthly cosmetic on a monthly basis for a long time and i didn't get pi but i got like leader of men which is also pretty expensive so like Mm. i might be complaining about about the fact like we're getting shown the concept versus render but at the same time like you guys like we're just we're basically just trying to put ourselves in like the shoes of the average customer you know true
0: yeah different perspectives Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm um let's see here talking about the okay one other a couple other points so there was the valoon uh and the k so we got to see the valoon plate modeling uh we got to see it like it was pretty cool i mean it wasn't like an extensive conversation but it was pretty cool to see like the low res and seeing it baked to high res they seen the the material breakup final renders stuff stuff we've seen with like architecture previously but not really so much with the actual like armor and everything so Mm -hmm. that's kind of cool i i I saw the modular i I felt like i saw a little bit of the modular discussion which we haven't really hit on in a while but there was back in the day remember the idea was and a lot of people have referenced um um oh my god what's it called that shooter uh
4: damn it
1: oh man destiny 2
0: no 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 is it m or w it's killing me
4: Modern Warfare?
0: No, it's on Steam. Warframe. Thank you. Thank you. Warframe. Warframe. Okay. Thank you. Oh, oh moment. my God.
4: Where did so, you get the M from? What?
2: D- c- dude. I mean, you yeah. know, like M and W, like you just switch it off, dude. Hey, well, there is not, the W just,
4: and M in Warframe, so. Hey, I should miss. change my name to Mondering Whist. Don't judge name. me.
0: Don't judge me. <laughs> I tried, and we got there, didn't we? Yeah, Thank we you got very there. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's kind of like you know. Never mind. All right. All right. So Sorry, continue. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Jeez. So I got I got to love Miss though, man. Hold me accountable, and sometimes just a, a bit a bit of a pain in the ass. But we still love him, man. So Aww.
1: the Valum <laughs> yeah, plating. Off.
0: I know, man. It's uh. Wait, was that dark sim or was that light sim? I can't tell anymore.
1: Oh, that that was. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and said so I was like medium sim
1: okay
0: sim medium one, rare one
4: white <laughs> one light, on dark light there we go. I don't even know
0: anymore I'm so confused this is how it happens isn't it you don't know anymore where you this actually stand
4: when you make a vampire
0: oh, are we gonna go there now is this gonna make oh, its yes. way into the Ashes Pathfinder show yes <laughs> I can't confirm or deny okay. what he's talking about sim the Great, the alpha <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> Show battle the bow uh, rock and then be That's funny.
0: No, but there was the the hair the hairstyle of the Kalar human, and there was the Valum plate modeling. Which when I saw the breakdown, felt <laughs> like I was seeing that kind of Warframe modular design element that's been referenced before. So I kind of yeah. was wondering. I, it wasn't mentioned on the stream specifically. But I did wonder if maybe that's what we were seeing a bit of, because it's something Steven's mentioned, modular design components. I think it
2: um, might have. Yeah, they, they've shown us concept uh, of a backpack uh, a while back, a backpack yeah. with like different, like all these different parts that were like exploded out of it just to show us like everything that could go on a backpack.
1: Yeah, um, i really they're going able, that way. Supposedly, you're able to change that back, backpack aesthetics. Yeah. To change what it's hanging from it and stuff like that, which I kind of felt was like, okay, this is way too detailed, you know. But yeah. I l- I do like it. Um, but what's it called? Looking looking at uh, at the armor that they presented, I can get behind it because how sure. how they how they made uh, the. What's it called? The male and female armors like look very similar, but it changes from uh, the body types. Um, mm. it's, qu- it's quite on par to what it might be in real life or any actual making sense video game. <laughs>
4: <laughs> One thing that we haven't so. seen with the armors much yet is how they work on different like height characters. So most of the vendors have been for human-sized characters we haven't seen what they're like for dwarfs we haven't seen what they're like for orcs just as that variance mm-hmm. and i know yeah. from other games that a, a common problem is you've got certain armor sets that look absolutely ridiculous on different size models they're either the textures are so squashed down on the smaller models that you can't see what's happening or they're really really stretched out and it just looks awful Mm -hmm. so it'd be interesting to see how intrepid deal with that particular problem that's Um, a good point
2: that's a good point miss with all the character and all the character creation details you can get uh it's going to be fun to see armor like the textures react to those different body types that people can have because it's easy to show it on like a you know like a a default unreal body mm. shape but once you make like a kyvec orc and or like a Vec orc i mean and like you make them super bulky like how mm. is that texture going to react to it yes or if they make sure. them like super slender like is it gonna be like all stretched out and like compressed here it's gonna be interesting
4: i don't think there are race locked armors or at least no. they haven't said that no. there are.
2: they're not locked the only thing relating no. to that Delia, is the fact that the armor that you loot will be uh will be in your races style it's so, like if you kill a mob and you get a chest piece and you're a dwarf and I'm a Kalar and we both loot like a chess piece from that mob. I'm going to get a Kalar look, you're going to get a Dwarf look. That's the only difference. It's not locked. You can give yeah. me your armor and I can give you mine and you're going to get the Kalar style armor and I'm going to get the Dwarf style, I think, but it's not locked. Yeah, that might be a way around
3: that problem, Then, in yeah. terms of, you know, some armor looking great on one race
4: and not on another. Definitely. Then... true. then, with
2: Mm-hmm. Grafted, uh, crafted, yeah. Uh, Are they going to do
4: like ESO where you have like different race styles for all the armors and have it like that? Is You know is it could be top interesting, top? man. Yeah, they could
2: way. do something like that. They could do either something like ESO and give everyone the freedom to craft in any style or they could not do that. And when <laughs> a player's looking for a style they're going to ask, I'm looking for a Kalar Blacksmith. And then you find yeah. your KLR blacksmith, and it would make that very interesting, in my opinion, mm. because there's that's one thing I I didn't really think about for ESO. I mean, I like the fact that anybody can craft in any style. That's fun, but at the same time, that's something I have against ESO. Uh, and I think we talked about it uh, in, a pa- in a in a past podcast is the fact that in ESO, there's not really not in depth, anyway. There's not, uh, there's no class identity for real. Like mm-hmm. there's not tangible class identity. Like a Nightblade, which is like your typical rogue, can be a rogue, can be an archer, can be a healer, can be a mage, can be a tank. It yeah. can be anything. Which means if they can be anything, they to can me, win. they're 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 not anything. They're nothing. Like the class doesn't matter at this point. And in ESO, that's kind mm-hmm. of what it is. And it's just like well. Nightblades are really good for that, just because, you know, they have these specific skills that do a lot of damage, but you don't get the class identity. If I walk up to Sim, like, uh, if I walk up to Sim uh, in ESO, uh, and Sim is just wearing, you know, just armor and not, like, his goddamn... Braggy outfit. <laughs> I got the emperor outfit. <laughs> there it is. Oh. I knew it. I knew it was coming. <laughs> like or like, um, hey, I walked up to Hey, the other hold on. his stream, right?
0: This emperor gave you a hundred k. So
2: for sure, for sure. <laughs> this generous <laughs> <drag> lord
0: <laughs> like, I, I, I just, up I just and I had a staff, wanted to make you like, feel like a peasant for a minute because of that <laughs> statement i'm sorry go but ahead. like
2: i walked up to you stim in game wh- and i had a staff i was like a big ass nord with a staff and i walked up to you there's no way you could have known i was a Nightblade, a templar True. uh warden yep. or like uh even a dragon knight which is supposed to be your warrior <laughs> type deal but no i'm a sorcerer you can't know no by idea. the look of dark. exactly like i you had didn't... no idea Mm-mm. like it's impossible to know in eso it's my major issue in eso Right. It's the fact that there's no real identity to the classes yeah. and to the races. Yes.
0: And even to- if I had an indicator for what your class was, I wouldn't have known what kind of damage you would have been throwing at me because you got. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. Exactly. I wouldn't actually know. Even if, like, you were in my party, right? And in ESO, if I, I had you in my party, right? Unless you selected a role, I still would have no idea just because you mm-hmm. were a Dragon Knight, whether you were Magicka,
2: Stamina-based, Tank, exactly. or DPS. Like. And I feel like it's one thing that Ashes has to, like. in my opinion, they should keep in mind, is the fact that they should make sure that races and classes have their own identity and they keep it. So maybe crafting could be a good way for it. If they don't allow races to craft all the styles, it could be fun to see like, in chat or something, hey guys, I'm looking for a KLR blacksmith that can yeah. make me like this armor. And it would be fun because it would give interaction. It wouldn't be like I'm looking, and it wouldn't be just me going in my friends list, DMing yeah. my so, friend who's a master crafter, be like, hey, can you make me this in this style? No, I would have to go out of my social list and seek someone out. Yeah, and it would also emphasize
1: that. trade as well. Yeah, like instead of just having it to one person, does all the armors in existence it will it will like uh make trading more valuable making it from one region to another and like um what's it called but the only thing that's holding me back from trading is that well one of one of uh, ashes of creation's like recent videos was basically um steven acquiring a caravan and the only things you were able to see there was ore and met like um Certain metals or like cer- certain things, mm-hmm. and you weren't really able to see, like, um, well, you, can you put armor in there and weaponry? But I would assume this is just a, like an early rendition of, of how trading is going to be. I would so, assume. Yeah, probably. So, but if, if that was the case, I do support Patch's idea of making mm-hmm. it ex- like region exclusive. Rather than a bundle and mixture of uh, identities.
3: <laughs> yeah, and it, and it incentivizes specialization too, right? Mm-hmm. And in that mm-hmm. case, is like there's always going to be a risk reward in terms of how far you invest in any tree in the game, you know, skills, crafting, etc. Yeah. So if something is really valuable, I mean, I, I and this is something they're going to need to balance too, but. It would be interesting to see if certain types of armor give certain types of bonuses as well. Not necessarily just different looks, but different bonuses, different strengths and or weaknesses so that, you know, people, there is always kind of a demand to, hey, if I'm going in this dungeon, I need this type of armor. Or in this encounter, I need this type of armor. Or if I need to go in PvP, I need maybe a combination, mm-hmm. right? So again, not necessarily to make it a meta, but at least make it... Different and interesting and make sure crafting is always relevant in the game. Um, And it it rewards, again, rewards people for investing in their crafters as friends or guildies, etc., investing in the economy. But also having the crafter themselves saying, hey, I'm going to spend time climbing this tree, going in this direction, because I know there's always going to be a need for that type of armor
1: yeah it could
2: be really fun it could be really fun if like the Mm -hmm. the racial traits actually like transferred over in a way or translated in a way into armor and weapons Mm -hmm. so people would be like well look i'm doing i'm going for this specific build and i'm doing this specific thing like i know that duny or dwarves make the best armor against like to stand against fire so like i'm looking Mm -hmm. for a duny or dwarf blacksmith blacksmith which would make things super interesting. And like, we, we all know how Steven loves to like narrate, uh, role play through like his, uh, Mm -hmm. his little clips, like that would just add to the immersion that he's basically bringing into his clips. Mm -hmm. Like we, like in Lord of the Rings and all these different universes, like, uh, the 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 dwarves like the dwarves of the mountains are like the best blacksmiths around, or like the elves makes the make the best bows or the best the best jewelry and stuff like that. It could make it really interesting.
0: It's true. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it does tie into that idea of I remember so many times we we vis- revisited this point on the show a lot, which is in terms of trade and crafting the thing that. I mean that's their one of their core pillars of their game design. And so the idea of being able to be a specialist like that that one person somebody goes to on a server because that's the guy or gal that can make the thing that we really want. Uh, you know, that's just another layer uh, that really helps with that. And it's not really one that at least from my perspective is super difficult because you've seen that in a lot of other games uh, something that you know they've used a lot too which with race Uh, designs for gear and it being tied into like maybe only this person can make it because it's like their known race um they did talk about and this is something that dayless was talking about you know knowing what a person is when you look at them like i was thinking about the question or that was in the q a where they talked about cosmetics and this is a sidestep but this was relevant Tar- targeting a player, right? You know, how are you going to know what they are if they got cosmetics on? How are you going to know like what what they are? Like, are they a plate wear? Are they wearing cloth? Well, he said targeting a player is going to show a buff to show the um, uh, the accuracy to that of what that player is aside from the cosmetics, so that you know when you basically are looking at that person, you're, you're going to know like what the, how it, to to some level how they're built. So if they're running around in like this robe cosmetic you know, if they're actually a plate wearer, like there's going to be an indicator for something like that. So that's, I think very important because it's something that previously they talked about silhouettes in the, in the horizon, I think on the horizon, like how are you going to know what that is? I think this might've been a tie into that, but again, just something I wanted to make sure we touched on. We are kind of running out of time. So I'm going to try to hit on a few things here. So we're not really, uh, grinding this one too far today. We talked about, he did talk about a couple of things, roll dodging and active block mid, uh, Block system. He talked about how the active block system used in Apoc that uh, they weren't really happy with it so far. So it's still something they're Mm. debating on being in the game. So that was an important point for any of the theory crafters or people that are really focused on you know the the player or combat progression of how you're going to build your character, action, tab, target. Um, He did talk about that. They also had a discussion on shields, and I didn't get all of that. I need to go back and revisit this. specifically because there was a lot of information on this and i thought i was going to be able to pull this from shays's transcript but it wasn't there so it was just missed somehow so i need to go back and i actually want to get the full uh uh, dialogue of what he shared because he he went into some pretty significant detail on Mm -hmm. discussion around mitigation and shields and things like that so Mm -hmm. if, if you all have a chance all of you listening totally would encourage you to go back and check that out I'm going to, we'll probably be revisiting this soon, possibly next week. Um, Talking about roll dodge and how it should be tied into skills for classes. So right now we're seeing this used in APOC when it was uh, playable. And we all had that. Uh, Currently in the PI test, we saw that we all had that. But it sounds like this Mm -hmm. is something that's going to tie in more specifically to how we see teleports. Like it's going to be something that's going to make sense that a character has it. So certain classes, like maybe a ranger, or something of that nature. Uh, so that was really good to hear because while I like roll dodging and teleporting, yeah, not everybody should have that. Um, uh, I think we're going to kind of leave. we talked about the castle sieging, um, mm-hmm. there being a registration window. We talked about that a little bit already, um, to some degree. He did clarify that on the discord and all over the, I think the forum and the, the socials too, which was basically what you've got to be a, uh, well, I'm going to leave that alone. We might be coming back to that one, actually. Just go check mm-hmm. out his stuff and things. And to everybody who le- left comments on the YouTube video, um, I-, I don't want to miss too much of that. So I'm going to hit on them really quick here. Um, John Doodle said regarding tab targeting, even in ESO, using a soft target system where you have to actually press a button, you have to target, your, uh, target in your focus and unload your abilities. As long as they're aiming in the general direction, your enemy, uh, you'll hit them in ESO. Um so I think this was kind of in discussion around that whole idea of like you know maybe certain abilities um it, the only real action abilities that you saw in ESO were things like uh uh the blocking and the and the rolling sort of system um and how that would kind of tie in uh I don't I don't know man it seems like right now even with tab and action combat they're still really on the fence with it Even though it looks pretty good, and even though even I'm like, hey, when I checked that out, it seemed pretty cool. Even if we checked it out in APOC, it seemed pretty cool. What makes it to launch? Who knows? uh, Still Mm pre-alpha. So it's going to be interesting to see how that (laughs) develops. Dean Frozen talked about the legendary items, which we had mentioned last time, and basically saying liking the idea about being able to repair them and how that ties into... Uh, all of the people that are crafters having more usefulness in the game. Just, you know, one of those things. I, I definitely agree with that. Empire said, welcome, welcoming back Daedalus. It was good to see you again. Um, also talking about legendaries, talking about best in slot gear, something I think we'll be talking a little bit more about in the future. Um, also talking about legendaries, where they would be stored. Um, you know, would it be something that you would see in like a guild hall? Um. Also, William was saying, "Can you please put the day and time of the show in the description?" It's now been done. It's now on all of the YouTube videos. I'll make more <laughs> of a point to do that so you can be here 5 p.m. CDT on Sundays, like clockwork, unless something comes up, which so far we're still good. Um, oh, you know,
2: you can just join the Discord.
0: True. Just join the
2: Discord and follow on Twitter. Yeah, you're gonna get all your announcements there, buddy.
0: True. Good point. So where would you do that? It would be at ashes pathfinder for the show, Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also call in and leave a message at one five three nine six six four six eight zero one, um, or join the discord, which is discord.gg forward slash my name, Seymour, S I M U R G H. Um, all of the links are in the video description. They will continue to be, uh, if you all can't tell that you're, you're listening, I know you can't sense this, but Faisal has gotten to where you only see his eyes at this point. So we know,
2: the stream is coming to an end. To an
0: end, it's about that That's time. That's means. Um no. I, <laughs> I I I kind of want to have a discussion in the future around pseudo factions.
1: As in like non-faction a non-faction Wait, based.
0: Yeah, yeah. And oh, this is a okay. non-faction based game, but because of the nature of nodes, pseudo factions will form. Absolutely. So this is it's talking about player alliances within nodes and people that unify pseudo factions would be you know those
2: alliances essentially yes
4: so sure I I thought you were talking about the NPC organizations (laughs) oh that's a whole other layer
2: no more like uh, organically organically made factions Mm -hmm. uh, through stuff like for example. For they for won't. example, like if you're on a server and like they don't have an official RP server, but there's an official like there's an unofficial RP node on a server, then all the role players are gonna flock to that node. Then you know that these people are gonna stick around and they're gonna like defend like they're gonna protect each other. It's like that that would be like one of those pseudo factions.
1: Mm-hmm i could just imagine that the name creation of these factions is gonna be so hilarious <laughs> <laughs> hey
0: big guy fails getting real low <laughs> uh, curious about magisto's currents about how alliances are worked too and i mean there's a lot of discussion we can have around this um but friends and pathfinders all of you remember if you watch this listen to this i'm calling upon all you silent watchers step out <laughs> Carry a torch, join the conversation, whether you drop a comment, you drop it here in chat live, whether you drop it on the Reddit where I, I post weekly, usually the day before, uh, post you an opportunity for you to kind of uh, contribute your two cents, your thoughts, your questions or any of that for the show. We discuss it here live. Um, you can also do that in Discord. You can do that on our show Twitter at Ashes Pathfinder um where i post usually the day before uh, giving people a chance to kind of contribute there contribute on the reddit contribute in the discord Um, you can even contribute uh, when i'm putting the show topics together the day or day two days before on friday or saturday whichever that is um but you can contribute and remember if you do whether you are a pathfinder joining this round table here live like all of these gentlemen or you are (laughs) here in chat contributing in any other way Uh, As you interact with the show, you're a Pathfinder. Okay, so you are all welcome to contribute to the conversation. We want to know. That's what this show has always been about, which has been about getting everybody in the community, your thoughts, your feedback, your stories, both before the game goes live and when it is post live. We want to hear what you have to say and what you think about the game. What would be cool? Because some of the coolest ideas have contributed to some of this game's development already and some of the changes that have been made. So, you know, your voice does carry weight and it does matter because this isn't one of the games where people that are into de- you know developing the game don't listen. They actually listen quite a bit. And it's been uh <laughs> it's been wagered sometimes maybe a little too much. But yeah, you know, mm-hmm. we want to hear yeah, your voices. Yeah. So we're gonna let our Pathfinders on this round table, the not so silent watchers, give their <laughs> shout out and their domains where you can find them. We'll start with Daedalus.
3: All right. You can reach me on Twitter at, at the Ashen Herald. Uh, and also on YouTube, youtube.com slash C slash Ashen Herald.
1: go with uh, Faisal. You can find me on Twi- my newly made Twitter um, at bagel108. Um, <laughs> and on Twitch at Faisal108. Just come on, join, and have have a nice time with me. chilling. Um- yeah yeah pacha for me you
2: can now find me on twitch uh twitch slash pacha tv you can find me there every saturday and thursday uh i stream twice a week now and i moved from mixer to twitch uh, forcingly and i've been dragged and dragged into this beautiful community and i'm i've been having a great time you can also find me on twitter it's at at tvpacha on twitter and, uh, yeah, that's where you can find me. You can also find me on uh, the Crusader Discord, on the Simmerb's Discord, link in the chat. And, uh, yeah. And uh, Wandering Mist.
4: You can find me on my YouTube channel, Wandering Mist on YouTube. I put up weekly MMORPG-related videos and discussions. I'm also active on the Ashes official Discord and the Ashes official forums. And I'd just like to say, Sim... I am yeah. so proud of you. You managed to get uh, Faisal's name right every single time today. So, yeah, thank you.
2: That's true. Well
0: done. I mean, I am yeah, so
1: you. proud. I am so. <laughs> proud.
0: Thank you, thank you. I'm. I'm not gonna lie. I kind of felt like there was some silent judgment going on if I didn't. So,
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: we would
4: never judge you, Sim. Fear of repercussions.
1: <laughs> right?
0: <again>. That's <laughs> too much it's okay everybody it's been a it's been a great time as always you know lo- love the conversations it's a, always a great time here on the Pathfinder show we will be seeing you next Sunday who knows what the topic will be I bet you'll get an idea in the coming days on these socials and stuff because I've got some ideas
2: absolutely think think and, a uh, in the mm-hmm. and uh before we end the stream uh can I remind you guys that we're gonna see you on Thursday at <laughs> 5 p.m cdt for looking for more to gamers podcast your podcast covering <laughs> mmo rpgs and all things gaming produced by
4: the one and only lord
2: Simurg, which is my
0: <laughs> which is my twitter actually at lord simorg if you want to follow me there but hey oh poncho oh. beautiful i might be falling more and more in love with you each time this happens i'm not gonna lie but but you know what we'll save the bromance for later Friends, it's been a great time. You all have a fantastic Sunday and a great week. We will see you back here next time. Pathfinders, till next time.
3: See you, everyone. Bye.